This is uh, podcast number nine, uh, continue series on the way to soul consciousness. And this is the uh, last of the uh, discussions and the talks on the concept of selfless service, which is the, not, uh, the third pillar in a uh, spiritual practice. We have the need to send an impulse that has evolved with people over in groups over time. The concept of helping people in crisis or need or expressing service through intelligent loving or giving was, for the most part, a very foreign concept to most people until very recent times. In this podcast, we'll be examining many elements of what you serve and the nature of caring. Over the last 800 years or so, Western civilization in part, new influx of light sensed by creative, courageous, and ambitious people from Europe and Asia. The new sense light stimulated man's creativity and opened his mind through inquiry, creating revolutions in culture, science, the arts, and politics. And it brought about for humanity the age of exploration, the Renaissance, and the age of enlightenment. The new and ways of being, this was nevertheless an era of the individual. Looking back over the centuries, we see that man's consciousness has evolved from the perspective in which only the needs of the individual matter, perspective in which we need to be concerned also for the larger community or group or even the other individual. In recent times, we have seen the emergence of a new way of approaching how the individual and the group function that is based on the concept of service. With the awareness and the implementation of the ageless wisdom teachings in its myriad forms, many enlightened servers are at the impulse of selfless service that involves the group and just the individual. Less than a century ago, the urge to serve was largely felt at the spiritual seeker's emotional level. In many instances, feelings arose from a reaction to the prior day, such as homelessness or, or famine or um, perhaps uh, hunger. And this enabled the individual to have a tendency for laying blame for the deplorable conditions seen around the world caused by certain individuals, families, corporations, and nations. The Tibetan DK, from the uh, Alice Bailey teachings and also from Theosophy, describes service as the spontaneous effect of soul contact. It is an energy that demonstrates working within the personality's nature. It is the activity of intelligent loving and giving, motivated through the expression of goodwill. The motivation to serve will not come from the spiritual seeker alone, as he must have soul stimulation or inspiration. The term service denotes spiritual qualities and values, such as cooperation and goodwill, emanating from the soul which are focused outwardly but known by the spiritual seeker as an inner reality. How effective you will be, service will be determined by the amount of integration and alignment of your lower three bodies with the soul. Remember the three bodies are the mental, the emotional, and the physical form. If you are soul integrated, then the soul's light pour more easily through your body. In this teaching, and philosophy, it is understood that service is not an activity nor something which people must do. Service is considered to be the demonstration of the life of the soul, as the service worker is allowing his personality to become a living channel and expression on the physical plane. In your meditation, soul contact is made with an awareness that you are a living principle of this harmony. 
after a rhythm has been established, so sort of like a groove in consciousness you've established, you begin to experience standing in spiritual being. The effect of this living energy will demonstrate a force and love as an energy and radiance around others. As the soul is naturally group conscious, it impresses the spiritual seeker with the urge to serve. The spiritual seeker responds with the inner urge to cooperate and as a result implements the higher purposes of the group. In the outer world, we see that service is a powerful soul expression for enabling right group rights movement. As harmony becomes part of the natural expression of the personality, the server will naturally be practicing harmlessness. This energy breaks down blockages. For example, if the server is a facilitator of a group that has with opposing viewpoints, his poise and expression of harmlessness will allow him not to take sides and be able to see the higher way for mutual cooperation. The outward expression of service is also a means par excellence for awakening people to their own spiritual consciousness and giving them a sense of responsibility for themselves and the greater group they are increasingly identifying with. The server will offer help to, for others to know and understand what it means to stand in spiritual being, as he has learned. He will aid individuals in expressing service within their chosen field as he or she desires to express it, and not by dictating how or where service should be done. So let's talk a little bit about subjective influences on service. When the soul is beginning to transform the consciousness of the individual server, it is also beginning to affect the larger group humanity itself. How is it doing this? Since most people are not conscious of this interconnection with each other, individuals can nevertheless still experience others through telepathic and other psychic means. For these type of subjective connections, look at the concept of a national conversation on a political or social issue. For example, the Me Too movement started about certain individuals were abusing other people, namely women. Or look at the Black Lives Matter movement, where police brutality towards black men or women or minorities has occurred for generations. The conversation itself continues with officials and the media and protests in the streets about what transpired. These very ideas discussed around us, affected our minds and influenced, influenced us in how we respond to others. We may have agreed or disagreed with the outcomes, but the concepts were of a subjective nature and the effect is felt on the inner planes in the heart and in the mind. Another idea is running after service. For example, through willy-nilly giving of philanthropic causes, Activities can be interpreted by the personality who sees or is to impose his ideas of service upon others. Although the server is sensitive to impression, he, in his initial phases of soul contact, can misinterpret the truth. He must become sensitive and learn to identify with the unfolding soul life and not just dwell on changing the outcomes only on the physical plane. The concept is about the server being connected with his soul and learning to hold a spiritual mindset in his life. In this way, he is responding spontaneously to service as opposed to the mentality of, I think I'll engage in this activity because I think it's needed. The type of service may indeed be needed, but the point here is to realize 
and know how much the personality is driving the decision process. Knowing this can help to facilitate greater effectiveness in service work. Only by honestly looking at yourself will you really be able to answer this. From a certain perspective, performing service is like putting on new clothes and requires a reorientation of the personality. Perhaps you are already engaged in service-related activities. Your purpose here is to obtain a whole picture of what service can ideally look like as part of a spiritual practice. Keep in mind that service itself is a result of an inner effect between the personality and the soul. When this rapport is established, certain things occur in the personality. A change in the personality awareness will occur when you have a tendency to turn away from the things of your personal self and refocus on the larger issues of the needs of the group or the community. This results in a reorientation or decentralization of your personality. In a worldly context, this can also be letting go of addictions, whether minor or small, such as shopping, gambling, or food cravings. These are all distractions to the mind. The true and conscious server will have achieved what could be called a spiritual balance. This is part of a spiritual practice. The server is aware of where his consciousness is at any moment, what he is doing, knowledge of the environment in which he is working. This is related to inner landscape of his mind. Uh, he's aware of maintaining a connection with the soul and knowing that this connection is a spiritual tension always present with him. And he also is aware of the spiritual tension originating from the soul that has a quality of radiance or livingness that can be used for outward expression of service and goodwill. To be most effective in your work, study the energies and forces present in your environment and in your consciousness and learn to bring balance within yourself. From this balanced place, you will radiate confidence from the soul level and help create an amicable outcome in whatever you do. Let's change the subject slightly, and we're going to talk about upgrading or training your bodies, your mental, emotional, physical bodies for service. On the face of it, upgrading your bodies for service is an odd expression. When engaged in service, you do not think about the conditioning of your mental, emotional, or physical form. There is a form of preparation and mindset of maintaining these bodies for service. For emotional preparation, the natural state of the soul is calm, clear, and of pure awareness. For you, the spiritual seeker, your intention should be to create a stable, quiet, emotional vehicle for the soul to flow through in all the activities you engage in with all the people you meet. For mental preparation, for example, your mind must become stable, clear, and in a listening and observing mode. And this entails being alert for impressions and subjective contact. This allows you to express higher values such as cooperation and goodwill. Learning to make your life's experiences and activity that of the soul's purpose by creating a new intentionality. I've already mentioned that recognizing soul awareness as a connection and as a point of tension in your consciousness. So you want to attempt to hold that tension of awareness in your conscious awaking life, and this is akin to developing a continuity of consciousness. Tension is developed through the practice of meditation, which allows for the livingness aspect of the soul to freely move within your consciousness. And finally, physical body preparation. 
With regards to the physical body, you can keep your body fit by eating right, going to the gym, taking walks, riding a bike, or whatever you do to maintain your physical form, as it is your vehicle for physically performing service. When speaking of training, this is a reference to preparing the matter of the physical and etheric bodies for a connection with the soul for performing service. So there's a connection during meditation which you're establishing with your etheric body. The soul is on subtle levels stimulating your chakras, for example, and that helps your physical body and move the energies throughout your body and create um, a parallel with the nervous system, with the blood supply. All these things are moving throughout your body and maintaining your health. So the concept is a body composed of spiritually unprepared lower and dense matter will prevent the aspirant you, the seek, uh, the spiritual server, from making contact with the higher vibration of the soul. So we want to keep in mind that the higher vibration of the soul would have virtually no impact on a non-evolved physical brain or etheric body. To prepare and maintain the physical and etheric body, to be agile and a useful tool of the soul for service, it is recommended at a minimum that you have the following daily regimen in place. You eat pure and vital food. The individual must decide whether to eat pure foods such as organic or vegetarian diet as feels appropriate. Cleanliness, practice good hygiene to keep the body clean from disease. Plenty of sunshine, take it in where and when it's healthy to do so. It helps the body stay vitalized. And plenty of sleep. You must have enough sleep to enable you to carry out your spiritual work with the greatest facility. If the physical body is tired or lacking energy due to poor nutrition or not enough rest, then the body controls the situation and keeps you from making soul contact and performing meaningful service. Already talked about the uh, need for daily exercise or engaging in physical activity for maintaining a healthy body and help your mood also. Besides uh, diet and exercise helping in your overall well-being, it also helps you to maintain a sound, mental-emotional attitude for service. This overall mindset provides you with an awareness that you are a fully unified being expressing the soul's intent moving through you. Now I want to tell you a short little story about uh, something called inconvenience and the path. This is a topic many people have encountered but rarely discussed. There are times in an individual's life when he must fulfill obligations and perform service. This means he must stop what he's doing and help somebody in need. From a worldly viewpoint, a person will encounter situations where he must perform some activity and say, I don't have time or this is not what I plan to be doing right now, but I must. So what are some of the potential energies happening in the person's consciousness? The answer is anger, resentment, selfishness, and impatience. These are feelings of the personality and not soul-focused. A person who is soul-aligned or focused will encounter similar situations of inconvenience but have a different response. The reaction will not be anger or resentment but love, gratitude, and perhaps even a sense of flowing with or adapting to the situation. It is also knowing that service sometimes works by bringing the server to a particular place and allowing his soul's radiance to be present. Ideally, you do not question the circumstance, but as a consciously aware or soul-focused person, you understand that you're bound to bring forth the highest energies of love, 
patience, and the mindset, I am a pure instrument of service. Another way of approaching the energy of me-only mindset is to study your urges or motivations by noting them in a spiritual journal. You want to ask yourself, do I tend towards thinking of myself in all circumstances or do I embody compassion and kindness? What are my motivations? What are my first impulses when an opportunity of service arises? To the server on the path who understands these dynamics, he is ever vigilant and aware of the possibility for serving at a moment's notice. Learn to ask yourself, when so-and-so happens in my life, then what are the choices I am making and why? And what am I bringing to me for any moment? This concludes my discussion on service as one of, as the third pillar in a spiritual practice. If you're interested in more detailed information, you, of course, can get my book, The Way to Soul Consciousness, um, available on my website, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. But anyhow, I want to make some final uh, concluding remarks regarding your spiritual practice and your spiritual work. I want to talk about the elimination of discouragement. In 1999, there was a movie that came out called Enlightenment Guaranteed. It's about two very different brothers in Berlin, one who was meditating for years and he wants to take a spiritual vacation to deepen his practice at a monastery in Japan. He's been meditating for years but doesn't realize that discipline is needed to make real progress. Upon his arrival in Japan, he has problems with the local culture, namely the language, and he gets lost. The other brother, who has little or no spiritual training, comes to rescue him, and both end up at a monastery. In short, it is the brother with little or no spiritual training who makes real spiritual progress with the teachers there. Why is this? Because he had no preconceived notions about the spiritual work he was involved with, he was disciplined, and he was easily able to get let go of any limitations in consciousness. For him, meditation came easy. Perhaps one, one point here might be to realize when connecting with your true spiritual essence is to let go of all limitations in order to make a deep connection with the soul. In considering the effort required to tread the path and make spiritual progress, you must have a realistic sense of the work ahead and be disciplined to carry it out. The most common factor in discouragement is due to the overdevelopment of the concrete or conceptual mind. When you have too lofty or even unattainable goals, then it puts a demand on the emotional nature and the physical body also suffers in this case. It's wise to create a sense of balance by identifying realistic goals and allowing a mental equilibrium to be established. Keep in mind also that uh, the spiritual path takes place over many, many years of your life. Basically, you want to make it the rest of your life if you're really sincere about uh, working on the spiritual work. During the path of integration, there are many opportunities for letting discouragement set in, such as wanting to progress on the path faster than is wise or realistic. It is best to make haste slowly through developing quality developing a quality in your nature, that is, your consciousness, with the sense of time. As you are connected with the soul in meditation on a regular basis, you know you are progressing one step at a time and in evolution. One cure for discouragement is to wisely use your mental body. 
This means maintaining a connection with the awareness of the soul as attention as much as you can in meditation and in your waking state. This will help you develop the capacity to reason logically, to have pure reason logically, and to see the causes of problems that condition and affect your personality. If you sense you are pushing yourself too much in personal development, then establish a quietness within through contemplation. Be patient and continue with your meditations and let time become a great factor in attaining achievement. During the transition period of balancing the emotional and mental natures, you still have a certain habits of living. Discomfort can be felt with balancing feelings of love-hate, pain-pleasure, reactivity of emotions, and want-or-can't-have mindset. By invoking the light of the soul as a tension in your consciousness, this will purify your thoughts and feelings of any dark tendencies that, that nothing can disturb. Training your mind to identify with the soul and not with the personality will in the long run alleviate the suffering quality of the personality. By decentralizing the personality, self-preoccupation will, will gradually lose its hold and fade. Learning about reactivity and responsiveness brings higher wisdom. As a new polarization and focus in the higher mind and the soul takes place, you learn to become more evocative, thereby allowing the soul's energies to flow through you. The soul's nature is impressing you with ideas from the universal mind, and you are learning to be responsive for carrying out your highest impulses. Discouragement can be countered by allowing a gradual unfoldment and tackling of each blockage and cleavage so you have a clear path to the soul. You must learn to study and subordinate your own thoughts to be the pattern of things in the heavens. You must master each stage of integration and awareness to allow a gradual unfolding process. And this will help cultivate your inner joy. The qualities of the soul are wisdom, intelligence, love, and will, whereas its nature is joy. As an esotericist, you'll want to learn to cultivate the consecration of motive. Ask, how is my personality involved in guiding my life versus the soul? As you understand your own motives and apparent needs, you'll come to recognize and trust your higher innermost self. Look for meaning beneath all appearances through action and relationships. Practice utter fearlessness. Learn to go forward with ideas, vision, and plans motivated by soul intent. Frequently inquire the way or ask, is my thinking process coming from the higher mind and not the lower? Lower mind can help organize and be analytical, but allow the higher mind to be the great source of vision, inspiration, and wisdom. Train yourself to, be, to observe whether you are emotionally reacting to people in situations or responding from mental levels. Learn to develop and cultivate the imagination, balanced wisely by a reasoning faculty. Learn to develop a mental capacity to wisely consider all factors for the considered course of action. This is being grounded in a mental and not emotional plane accept only that which is compatible with the highest instinct and intuition, thus preventing rashness to enter. You want to cultivate as an esotericist also a willingness to experiment. Teach yourself to mentally know that there are different options. Wisely 
step back and weigh them and visualize a successful path forward. Learn to distinguish between essentials and non-essentials. These tendencies coupled with purity of life and regulation of thought will lead you to spiritual achievement. In your spiritual work, over time, you also want to encourage uh, strength and courage. There is a time in your spiritual work when staying the course and continuing may be difficult and possibly even painful. This requires, as I say, strength and courage. There are different kinds of courage. There's physical, there's emotional, moral, and intellectual. At times, your spiritual work may have you face this. Courage often requires you to act with an open heart, expand your horizons, or unlearn or relearn some prized concept while letting go of something familiar. Courage is also about adaptability, change, and having a flexible mind. Here's some examples of uh, strength and courage. During the process of integration, you will be making spiritual decisions and you will need to have courage and to abide by them. You want to stay in tune with your fellow spiritual workers and or service work, such as through meditations, discussing projects, etc. Here you might have to adjust your time and energy. Sacrifice might be needed. Ignoring physical and emotional weaknesses, such as fatigue and tiredness that limit your service. If you have an idea, such as writing, lectures, webinars, etc., then make an effort to implement these. It takes courage to make personal sacrifices and demonstrate to others who presently are in spiritual need, such as family, community. Your own personal affairs and non-essential activities might have to be temporarily placed on hold. It takes moral courage, moral courage to tackle life's patterns on behalf of others and to place your own wishes as secondary. It also takes courage to stand up for obvious truth. In today's world of distorted facts and actions of selfishness for personal gain, this is critical. So let me end with some words of cheer. In the midst of adversity, be, be it mental, emotional, or physical, being of good cheer helps you through all forms of adversity, for there is no true defeat of the human spirit or losing faith in your own divinity that you cannot pull yourself out of. Maybe this expression says it all. You are not the darkness you endured. You are the light that refused to surrender. Every day when you align with your soul in your meditation as your teacher and guide, it is the one who provides rich rewards when all seems lost. When pain and sadness come your way, learn to respond with an inner knowingness that it too shall pass and the light of wisdom of the soul will prevail. Be not dissuaded by future sorrows or vague imaginings. Know that by maintaining an inner connection with the soul, that livingness and love and joy from the soul flows through you and touches others to enable them to also move forward. Let that energy of the soul radiate through you. When you renounce the desire of the material nature in favor of human need, your body of desire becomes transmuted into the mind of the higher intuition. Serving in this way with no thought or consideration about your own future will bring you to becoming a perfect server of the higher self. Learn to cultivate daily that, perf that performing right action and good response. With this mindset, no power on earth can prevent you or hold you back from achieving your desired 
or destined spiritual goals. Learn to like who you are and what you are becoming. Successfully acknowledging this fact is at the level of knowing. So this concludes my ninth podcast on the third pillar of a spiritual practice. In the podcast, what we've talked about is basically in my book, The Way to Soul Consciousness, is the concept of perhaps you've already got some experience as a meditator. Perhaps you even have a devotional service. So now you want to find out what this energy is. What, what is, how do I connect to God? How do I connect to the divine? I do it through the soul. That's what my book talks about. It's based on theosophical teachings, the Alice Bailey teachings also, but it's basically about integrating your personality with your soul. Your soul is your intermediary and connection with the divine. Keep that in mind. That's what this entire podcast series is largely about, is learning to deal with the obstacles, the cleavages, the difficulties, learn to work in a spiritual practice, and to integrate all these energies over time. Remember that thought is energy, feelings and emotions are energy. And it's like, what do you do with your will, your free will? You focus that forward as a force. So you as an esotericist, a person who's conscious of his own dynamics, personality, energies, you learn to work with these energies, and hopefully you become the example and teach this to others too. So my book, The Way the Soul Consciousness, is available in paperback. People here in the United States through the mail uh, or digital, if you want to order it from my website. My website is www.sacredteachings.us. You can also go to another website where I gave a course called The Journey of the Soul uh, several years ago. And it's available in audio and video. And it's available at a website called www.makara.us. Makara is M-A-K-A-R-A dot U-S. And you want to click on MF webinars and scroll to the journey of the soul by me, David Hopper. Thank you for listening. Best of everything to you in your spiritual work. We'll see you on the inner planes.